Welcome to the Connection Chat Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health. We believe that connecting with others through honest conversation is our greatest tool in breaking down the stigma that is often associated with mental illness. Today, we're going to be having one of those conversations. Hi, Tatum. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Tatum DeBerry was born and raised in Flower Mound, Texas. She has been with Connections Wellness Group for a year and was last year's recipient of the Dedication and Determination Award. She was also recently promoted to Lead Billing Specialist. She just finished her CPB Certified Professional Biller class and is scheduled to take the certification exam on June 4th. She has two cats named Callie and Wheezy and a dog named Bee, and she loves spending time with her grandparents in her free time. Well, thank you for being here, Tatum. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited for this and that you are willing me to be here, allowing me to be here to share my story because it's been a long time coming. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. So just so you guys know, she reached out and wanted to talk about her experience with abandonment. And I told her that that was an amazing idea because with this being a mental health podcast, there's a lot of people that have gone through this. Just thank you for being here. And we really want to shine a light on this issue to help others feel less alone in this. Yeah, that's kind of my goal in all this is because I know that everybody, you know, not everybody experiences abandonment, but and there's all different types of abandonment. Um, You know, people that come out as gay, transgender, lesbian, um, people that have issues, you know, with one parent and the other parent disowns them. For me, in my instance, um, I was abandoned or disowned because um, of body modification as tattoos. So I have always loved tattoos. I feel like they're just a way to express who you are and it's like body art. And so um, my dad doesn't agree with them. So because of that, we actually don't have a relationship. Um, And it's kind of sad to me that something that makes me happy and is on my body and helps me live my life is, you know, causing this, you know, three years of not speaking to my dad just because of something that I've chose to do with my life. Yeah. So that's not an easy thing to go through. So what has helped you through this experience? I would definitely say my grandparents, my mom, uh, my stepdad, even um, he's really kind of stepped up and been there for me on things that a dad should be there for. Um, My grandparents, you know, have done so much for me. And, you know, I even lived with them for a little bit. Um, And my mom has, you know, she paid for me to go back to school to get my CPB. Um, And, you know, I've been a daddy's girl since I was like since I can remember and when my parents got divorced in seventh grade I even lived with my dad full-time from seventh grade on so you know all this like happening is it's been rough but I really will say that my family you know grandparents mom all that stepdad they have truly been I don't think I would be here today if it wasn't for them yeah having a good support system is huge yes it's well and then you know also having people that you know, like with my stepdad, he doesn't have to step up and do the things that he's done, but he does because I guess, you know, he loves me and he wants the best for me and he sees how much I've suffered and he doesn't want that. So, you know, I feel like having a stepdad has been kind of the greatest blessing ever because, you know, I, I, I am missing that part of my heart, you know, with my dad not being around. So like little things that like, I, you know, I recently just got promoted and Yes, congrats. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And, you know, the the one, it was crazy. The one thing I wanted to do was call my dad. Mm. I was so sad all day. I almost laid in bed all day, you know, and I was, I've been working for this for, what, a year now? And 
I wanted to call my dad and tell him and go to lunch with him. And like, I couldn't even pick up the phone to call him because I know he won't answer. So instead I called my stepdad and then, you know, everything went away. Everything was fine, but yeah, it's still weird little moments. I want to call him, but I'm like, he wants nothing to do with me. Yeah. So yeah. Cause in the past you would have called him and right. what's supposed to be a happy event can make you sad because you're like the one person I want to call. I can't. Right. And I hate that because, you know, I do have other family members and I, I do appreciate them, but there's just certain things that like me and my dad had this great bond. Like everybody knew, you know, Al and Tatum were, they were literally two peas in a pod and we really were. And so now, you know, there's things that like will come up on Facebook and like I'll see and it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so got married or something happened to so-and-so. And it's like, I want to tell him, like, I wonder if he saw this. And it's like, I have to keep it myself. And it's, it's, it's hard to keep certain things to yourself, you know, when you want to vent or talk about things. And yeah, so, but that's, I guess, you know, it's been three years, like I said, so every day gets a little easier. There's just some days that aren't easy. (laughs) Yeah. That's really hard. And then did you see a therapist? And if so, did seeing a therapist help you through this experience? So I did see a therapist. I've actually seen two. I've seen one locally um, in the Denton area. And then I also saw one that was in downtown Dallas. And um, both of them had like really different approaches on everything, um, which I really liked because it wasn't, it was different ways to cope and handle you know, what I was going through. Um, and some of the, you know, what one counselor said worked and some of the other things that the other one said worked. And then it kind of was like, you're not just getting one advice, you're getting, you know, second opinion almost. So it, it did help me. I don't see them anymore. Just, you know, work and life is, I need to get back into it, but I, I don't, but I will say that it did help. And I would recommend anyone going through like this kind of thing or anything really major in life that see a therapist because, Sometimes venting to a stranger about your life is like the best thing that you can do because they can't judge you. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend seeing somebody if if you're struggling with anything out there. Yeah. So absolutely. And they're dedicated to only listening to you right. for a whole hour. It's like they literally have to sit there and listen to you and they can't judge you. And it's like a free, you just get to vent and tell them about your life. It's, I mean, you can't do that with all your friends and stuff. So yeah, I think that that's amazing. Absolutely. And then going off of that, have you found that being vulnerable with others about your story has helped you versus being closed off and not really telling anybody about your struggles? So in the beginning, I really only told family, like immediate family, what had happened. Um, obviously, you know, my dad, we're not friends on Facebook anymore. Um, we don't post about each other anymore. I would post, you know, like pictures from like my time hop or my Facebook memories about, you know, pictures of us or something about I miss you. And then people would think that he had actually passed away. Mm. So I just completely stopped posting all together about him. And then it kind of slowly got out there because then he wouldn't post about me and it went like a year or two years. And people were like, you'll always post it about being at baseball games or being, you know, in, in Austin together. Cause that's what we love to do. And, um, then it just stopped. And so it was very obvious that something had happened. So now I don't mind speaking about it with other people. Um, but it is still hard. It's like right now, this is hard to, talk, to do, hard to talk about even with you, um, even with my mom, you know, I get really emotional because, yeah. you know, I do blame myself for what has happened mm. because obviously I'm the one that made those choices. And I think about like, what if I didn't have these tattoos? Would my dad, you know, would he love me or whatever? Because, you know, it it has been rough, but I will say that when I do open up to people and they have similar experiences, you know, other coworkers, friends, and mm-hmm. they've had something, maybe not because of tattoos, but other reasons they've been abandoned or disowned from their family, it is nice that I can at least, unfortunately, you know, I don't want anyone to go through this, but right. we can relate on a certain level. Um, 
Yeah, and know that you're not alone. Right, and it brings us almost closer in a sense that, like, you know, we know that, like, we know what that feels like. Yeah. Regardless of the reason. Yeah. So... Because there's certain things in life where you only know the pain if you've gone through it, like right. how veterans are able to connect and right. LGBTQ plus community. It's like right. when somebody can relate and sometimes it feels so isolating going through a painful event like that, knowing somebody that's gone through something similar can be such a bonding moment. Right. And that's kind of also like, like I'm saying, that's the reason I wanted to do this podcast was I can't relate to every reason out there, you know, because I, I don't know about everyone's, you know, all the different reasons that people get abandoned or disowned from their family. And it might not even be parents, you know, but I just wanted to let people know that they're not alone and, you know, ways that I've gotten through it and just kind of put my story out there to, you know, maybe because maybe it'll help one person, you know, who knows. So, <laughs> yeah. And then on the flip side of that and not being vulnerable, have you ever felt like you weren't supposed to talk about this or you were shunned in any way with different groups? Um, no, I mean, I think in the beginning, like my family, we really didn't talk about it. It was a very, I mean, even to this day, you know, with my grandparents, we don't really talk about it. Um, because they love, I mean, even though he's not their son, they still loved him like that. But then when he did what he did to me and some other things that have happened in the past, they, you know, they were really hurt. And so, you know, certain people, I just don't talk about it because it's just not worth it. But um, I will say that, you know, now I'm kind of to the point where, like, I don't really care. Like, you know, I, 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 it's been three years. I keep saying that, but it really, it has. It's been three years since this happened. And I, I really am just to the point where, like, I'm kind of over it. And if it needs to be talked about, it can be talked about. And if not, then it, you know, you know the right situation to talk about it. You know, if someone right. asks, like, well, how's your dad doing? Or, you know, how's so and how's, you know, how's Al, which is my dad's name. I mean, I'll literally tell them, I don't know. I haven't talked to him in three years. And then it usually will be like either an awkward silence yeah. or they'll be like, oh, okay. And then we just like move on to something else. So I don't really, yeah. It, I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. It's, and that can be really difficult with social media too, because I wasn't even yes. thinking about that of these days we have so many friends on Facebook, like 300 plus people sometimes. Right. And then, so for people to reach out of people that you may not even talk to that much of like, Oh, I haven't seen you post anything about this person in a while or like what's going right. on. it's like, that's a whole other element to try to navigate. Well, and also since we're not friends, me and my dad aren't friends on Facebook, I'll have people like, Oh, I saw your dad got a new job and he's doing this. Or, you know, they'll say, Oh, I told your dad that I, you know, saw that you got promoted. And I'm like, Okay, thanks. Like, it's just weird because, like, I'll get random screenshots sometimes of his Facebook post because I can't see it. And, like, hey, did you see this? Or, hey, I didn't know about this. Or, you know, and I know that they, you know, the same thing happens to him. He gets screenshots all the time, like, because people will tell me, like, hey, I sent this to him. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, kind of uncomfortable. But certain things, like, because we aren't friends and we don't know anything, it, it is nice that I do have family that's like, hey, your daughter's doing really well you know, regardless tattoos or not, she's making something for herself and you should be proud of her. And that's, Mm. that's what I want. I want my dad to like, you know, look at me and he like always instilled all these, this work ethic and, you know, these values and stuff, which I really truly thank him in a sense for where I'm at today for multiple reasons, but I do want him to be proud of me. I think everybody wants their parents to be proud of them, but I'm also to the point where I, I do and I don't, you know? It's hard and it's not easy to answer. It's something where you're so hurt and it's been so long that it's like, I want to be over it. But at the same time, things will come up and it's like, I hate that I'm in this situation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
This podcast is brought to you by Connections Wellness Group. Be sure to follow us at Connections Wellness Group on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok for daily content relating to mental wellness. And how would you say that what you've gone through has affected your relationships? So I would say it affects not only like personal relationships, but I think it also affects professional relationships because, you know, like in personal relationships, it's caused me a lot of trust issues with with guys um, because, the, you know, when all this first happened, I always used to think, you know, if my dad doesn't love me, how is anyone else going to love me? And that's a terrible way to look at it, but that's truly how I felt because of how close me and my dad were. And, yeah. you know, I was in a very, very serious relationship like about three years ago. And I don't feel like that relationship, well, I mean, obviously it ended for other reasons, but I feel like part of it was it didn't work out and it didn't meet its full potential because of my trust issues with men, Mm. you know? And I hate to say that, but it's true. And I still, to this day, sometimes struggle to open up because of what has happened between me and my dad. You know, like they always say, you know, dads are a girl's best friend. Well, dads instill so much in us, right? Like they teach us about our confidence and you know those kind of things and I have really you know it's really been rough trying to navigate like a personal relationship with anybody because I just get so guarded with my trust issues but I will say that even professionally like working um you know thankfully connections is pretty understanding and we have some amazing people that we work with and you know, we work with therapists. So a lot of my friends are therapists. So <laughs> even though I'm not seeing them, you know, they know the right thing to say when, when it's the right time. But I do, you know, have issues at, at work as well. Just never feeling good enough. Mm. You know, um, I'm, you know, ca- like cautious about my mental health, even though we work for a mental health facility, I don't want it to reflect at work. Cause I, you know, it's always been that stigma. Don't let it, you know, show at work. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I'm trying to get through that, and I will say that connections has made a huge difference because everybody is so open and understanding, and you know, so, so many different other locations of people that I've never even met, you know, sending me like crumble cookies or, Aww. you know, messaging me <laughs> and saying, you know, like my mom was recently sick, saying like, "How's your mom?" or, you know, just we're such a good community that it's helped me on the professional level. Now I just need to try to figure out a way to work on this personal level yeah. because it has been. The trust issues are are definitely there because of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a work in progress. I mean, you were hurt so suddenly right. and for your choice that you had made. So it makes sense that that would have lasting impact. Right. And then how have you grown since going through this experience? So once I moved out of my dad's house um, pretty abruptly in October of 2018, um, my mom helped me because I didn't have really any savings. Um, and I had been going through some other mental health issues early in 2018, um, where I was actually, it's weird. We had talked on Friday about, you know, what we were going to discuss in this Uh podcast. And I was laying in bed Friday and I was going through my time hop and it actually had talked about that, um, a year or three years ago, um, this past weekend, I was actually going to admit myself to an inpatient facility. Mm. And I was like, wow, like that person that was three years ago had no will to live. She couldn't get out of bed for her job. She couldn't shower. She couldn't eat. I lost 30 pounds in two months. I mean, it was horrible. Mm. So, you know, starting 2018, like how that was, and then ending it with abruptly having to find a new place to live. You know, my mom, she helped me find somewhere to live, an apartment, like a one bedroom by myself because I didn't want to live with other people. Yeah. Um, And then 
I adopted a cat named Weezy, and um, he's been, I know the name is so funny. Yeah, it's so cute. Um, it, it, uh, he's been, like, literally my everything, um, because, you know, when I was coming home from work and, you know, doing all that stuff, I was alone a lot of the time, yeah. especially after everything happened with me and my dad. I didn't want to do anything. I became, like, a hermit. Like, I literally became the cat lady, mm. and then I became the cat lady even more when I adopted another cat. <laughs> so, now I have two cats, and... Um, but I mostly just focus on my career, which is, I feel like, why at such a young age I'm in the position that I'm in. So, I'm, I mean, I guess everything happens for a reason. I know that's cliche, but it does. Um, but, you know, in all the different jobs I work, the people I've worked with, it's led me to this job, this title, this, uh, you know, everything where I'm at right now. So I am super, super thankful for that because... You know, I do try to grow every single day. I do, you know, have rough days. We all do. I do have days, you know, like we talked about earlier, I do want to call my dad. Um, or I do want to go to, to our favorite restaurant or go to a baseball game. But you just have to just one one day at a time. You know, when I was going through all my stuff in early 2018, which is kind of funny. I actually have this tattooed on me. He'd probably kill me. But he there was two things that he used to say. was one, when I was um, a little girl, he would say, there's a, he used to call me Goose. And he would say, Goose, there's a better day ahead. And so I have that on me. And then also when I was kind of suicidal, couldn't get out of bed, going through some really bad things, he always would say, you know, the sun will rise and tomorrow will be a new morning, mm. a new day, a new start. So I actually have the sun will rise. So that way, like on bad days, I know tomorrow the sun's going to come out and it's going to be a new day and everything will be okay. Yeah. So I've kind of lived on, you know, both of those are on my arm and I'm sure that's kind of ironic, you know, yeah. but both of those have actually helped me get through, um, all of this. And, you know, I'm super grateful to be where I am today because I really, in 2018, I didn't think I would make it out of that mm. year. I mean, it was, that's how bad it was. I mean, I've never seen my parents and my family like, so it makes me emotional, but so freaked out yeah. for my well being. Um, and I couldn't be alone and whew. anyway, so it was rough, so I'm very thankful to be where I am today, yeah. um, even though it's been, you know, through hell and back yeah. to get there. So it is what it is, <laughs> but well, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank and you. I'm so glad that you reached out to me, and yes, I know that you want to help others, yes. and you've gone through what is a terrible experience and you've been able to make the best of it, which a lot of people can't do. Yes. And I, and I will say, you know, talking now, three years later, it, it, it sounds like daisies and roses, but no, there, there were a lot of days that I wish people could have seen, like, you know, my mom, like having to door dash me food and like having to like send pictures of it to show that I ate it. Or like, yeah. you know, my mom calling me like, and, you know, if I don't respond, she calls, you know, the doctor that I used to work for, call them or call my friends and like, make sure, make sure that I'm still alive. Yeah. You know? Um, and I will say that that didn't really, I mean, all that kind of got a little bit worse when everything happened with my dad, because it was like, what's the point of like living if my own dad doesn't want me because of something that I'm doing that makes me happy. But, you know, I, I, I can't, I have to live my life. Life is way too short to let someone else's opinion of me, even if it is my own father, you know, distract me or not, I guess not distract me, but not make me happy. You yeah. know, I, I want to be happy in life. And unfortunately I like tattoos. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just kind of, I feel like how it is. Yeah. So, and there are so many people that do love you and do care about you. you and want the best for you. So thank you. I it, appreciate that. it can be hard to, to think that. And 
but that is something that I'm sure a lot of people think when they're going through abandonment of this person that's supposed to love me the most. If they don't, what future do I have? What do I have to say for myself? But the truth is, is that we can't explain what's going through their minds or why they make those choices. But as a fact, there are so many people that love you. And you mentioned your stepdad, your mom, your grandparents, like so many people care about you and you've made such an impact. And by speaking about this today, this is not easy. Like a lot of people would not do this. (laughs) A lot of people would not have the vulnerability to do this, but there's so much power in that. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then What would you tell people who are going through a similar situation and really struggling? I think just kind of back to the life is too short. Do what you want. If you want to get a tattoo, get a tattoo. If you want to get a piercing, do it. If you, you know, I don't know much, you know, about this, but if you are gay, if you are lesbian, if you are transgender, be yourself. I mean, seriously, like my mom, it's kind of like off topic, but my mom and stepdad both retired early last year. They packed, they sold everything of their belongings, their cars, their house, their couches. They literally, their life is in a storage unit and they went and they moved to Thailand. Oh, wow. And because they literally, they love Thailand, life's too short. And so now they just travel and live in a foreign country and are living their best life. And I want everybody to do that. You know, like if you have the ability to go do what you want to make you happy, do it. Yeah. Who cares what, I mean, anything you do in life, everyone's going to have it. Somebody is going to have a negative opinion on it yeah and it's just it's not worth it yeah a, a negative opinion so I, I really would just tell people to be yourself and do what makes you happy I love that yeah and then going back to what you said earlier about questioning your decision and being like well if I wouldn't have done this would we still have a relationship or is this all my fault but the truth is is that when we go to that place it's right. a really slippery slope agreed because if it wasn't tattoos would have been something else later like and it's about having supportive people that truly are supporting you for who you are right and that's the thing kind of like what you were saying is that I don't know what's going through my dad's mind I don't know why you know I know that he never agreed with them and when I was younger I'd joke about it and we'd get in fights and it was just you know kind of funny at the time because I was what little you know you know a little girl but I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know, like you're saying, if something else would have triggered this eventually to happen. It just happened to trigger and happen when it did because of the tattoos. Or if, you know, like let's say this year, something else could have had this happen, you know, that wasn't the tattoos. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy to think about like, I hate to do the what if. But I do that often, mm. um, even though I know I shouldn't, because I, I hate that. The yes, what if is Because terrible. it never ends. That's <laughs> no, why it'll it go on forever and ever and ever. And like yes. you said, the importance is living your own life and doing what makes you happy and yes. staying there. Like, I know. Like, I for anybody listening, I'm a grade A overthinker. <laughs> like, I can just lay in bed and just think through every scenario that's going to happen. And so, like, I know how dangerous that can be. Yes. That is a very – I'm the same way. I do that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's put you in a dangerous spot so don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so in closing for my last question what are some things that people should do or could do for their mental health if they're going through this and things that they shouldn't do or it can just be for mental health in general i would just say kind of like i was saying previously see a therapist see a counselor um talk to your doctor um those all those things have really helped me talk to your family if you're able to i know not everyone has that ability but if you are have a close friend or somebody yeah your chosen family yeah your chosen family um which i have a lot of that here at connections and i'm very very grateful for those people those people know who they are um 
But I really would say that seeing a therapist and just talking to somebody that really they're, they don't have an opinion on the situation. They don't know one side or the other. They just are there to listen to you. They can just give you ways to kind of get through it. Um, and that is truly what's kind of helped me, even though I, you know, I'm not seeing somebody right now, the things that they did teach me and the ways that they taught me to cope, I still use those daily. Yeah. So it, even though like you don't have to see them 24 seven or continue to see them, but once you kind of get through it mm-hmm. and you're kind of over the bad part, <laughs> you still have ways. It's like, you know, when you go to a doctor and they're like, do these exercises at home. Yeah. You, I still do those quote unquote exercises at home when I'm having bad days. Yeah. So I would have, that's probably my biggest thing, you know, just talk to somebody. Don't, we tend to like, you know, people tend to close up and they don't want to tell people how they are or how they feel. And like, we have emotions and feelings for a reason. Yeah. Use them. You can't bottle them up forever because it just leads to other not good things. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, Tatum. I really enjoyed listening to your story. And I know we don't know each other that well, but (laughs) I'm just so proud of you. And I'm really glad that you came on the podcast and you have an amazing story to share. And this could really help a lot of people. I hope so. I hope, you know, if it just helps one person, that's all. But hopefully it helps more than that. Because, you know, I I don't want anyone to, I know people are going to experience this and they're going to go through it, unfortunately, but I want them just to know they're not alone. Yeah. But thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Connection Chat Podcast. Be sure to follow our podcast on your platform of choice to receive updates on our latest episodes. If this episode resonated with you, please share and start the conversation with your network or support system. And together, we continue to break through the stigma surrounding mental illness.